0: Gentlemen,
1: boys and girls, children of all ages. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm going to show
2: the whole world why I was the unscripted, uncensored,
0: loose cannon of commentary.
1: I'm back, baby.
3: Broadcasting from Manchester in the United Kingdom, this is The Aaron Meta Show. It is the twenty second of October, twenty seventeen. You're listening to the RMS Show. Uh, joining me on the show is Patricia.
4: Hello, everyone.
3: Hey, and joining us back is Josh. Hey, hey, guys, how you doing?
4: Hey, much better than last week, that's for sure.
3: Uh, yeah, def- definitely after that. I think uh, now that we've actually had a chance to like sleep, I think uh, now we've actually feel a bit more rejuvenated to actually do a show. So uh, think, yeah,
4: sleep, uh, drown yeah. ourselves in cough medicine. Yeah, 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 I actually don't feel like I'm a zombie.
3: No, no. Uh, I, actually, oh. actually, I do have actually a funny story to tell this week, and uh, that is, uh, as you people know, I'm uh, friends with Craig Ballard on Facebook, and uh, I also uh, happen to hang out with some of the other Hey Arnold fans as well, and uh, one person came up, t- uh, came up on his, uh, his feed, and uh, I thought it was Lane Torren. Uh, on Facebook, and so I thought I'd just because uh, you know I know Olivia, I know uh, Annie McCaffee and uh, I'm sort of like within that crowd, and also I'm uh, uh, I work with people like on all sorts of things. I thought I'd just uh, have a go at uh, friending him on Facebook, and then I went f- after the friend request got accepted. I went through the Facebook page, and uh, th- this uh, person put it themselves- down themselves as female, and then I thought, uh, oh well, hang on a second, this probably isn't um, uh, Lane Torin. It's probably just like you know a fan, you know, just making like a, a fan account. And stuff like that, and uh, then uh, I but uh, then I looked through it all, and I realised that uh, there's actually pictures with of a woman with with Lane Torrin and uh, I mean I've not actually like uh, officially sussed this out, but uh, I think I might have befriended Lane Torrin's mom by accident. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, uh, oh. yeah, but, i thought
3: you were gonna say his wife or something no <laughs> no it's like i think it was i think it was his mother and uh, actually i noticed later on that uh, one of the uh, family links on the on the facebook where it shows you who families are he actually does link uh, uh lane toren as her son so uh, if uh, mrs cordell's listening out there you know i do apologize <laughs> i didn't mean to friend <laughs> you on facebook but uh, you know the, those things happen and I, I i thought it was your son and you know i do i do apologize <laughs> So she she has unfriended me now because uh, you know I didn't want to like uh, I just felt a bit awkward kind of like being friends with like people's moms and like you know it's like it just uh, you know it just, you have know, to and also if you've not met somebody as well it's like you know you, you really don't want to kind of like you know have that type of relationship yet it's like uh, you know you uh, you don't want a Facebook relationship with somebody yet until you've actually kind of met them I guess so uh, I learned know.
2: that the hard way. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, so uh, uh, before we get further into this, uh, I want to tell everybody about the, uh, the Never Lose Hope Tour. It starts next week. So uh, it's uh, going to be on Friday, MCM Comic Con in London. So uh, if you're going to be going to MCM Comic Con in London, we're gonna, the Hey Arnold meetup is going to be at uh, 12 till 1. Uh, that's going to be at the grassy bit of the Novotel, and that's going to be on Friday. And we're going to be doing the same thing again on Saturday. Now, tickets are becoming severely limited. So if you're going to, if you're planning to attend the Hey Arnold meetup and you've not got a ticket, go get one now, because uh, they're going to sell out pretty quickly. And uh, I, may, I may go on the website in a couple of minutes, it's time and then find out they actually have sold out so you know that's um that's what I want for you right now if you can't make the ones in London if you can't make the Friday and the Saturday uh, we're going to be having two more we're going to be having uh, the Manchester one is going to be at Stockport County Football Club on November the 5th that's going to be at the Stockport Unleashed event so where uh, we might meet outside uh, then we might like go inside and just have a look at all the uh, exhibits and everything and then we might come out and maybe go to the pub afterwards you know something like that and that's going to be going on between 12 till 1 as well and then the last one is going to be the week before Hey Arnold: The Jungle Movie comes out. That's going to be on November the eighteenth, and that one's going to be at MCM uh, Comic Con Birmingham. So uh, if you're going to be in the Birmingham area, in the West Midlands area, you want to, and you're a Hey Arnold fan, you're going to want to go to that one. That's going to be twelve to one as well. Uh, there's uh, events uh, pages on the events website for uh, the Arrowmaster Show at Facebook.com forward slash Arrowmaster Show forward slash events. If you go there, you'll be able to check out all the Hey Arnold events we're going to be doing there to celebrate the upcoming Hey Arnold: The Jungle Movie. So, and as you can see there, at the button. Under Josh, it's 33 days, seven hours, 45 minutes, and 23 seconds until Hey Arnold: The Jungle Movie launches in American TVs uh, on on Nickelodeon and also on Teen Nick as well. So uh, it's all very good. Um, so, guys, shall we get straight into it? Sure, let's do it. Sure. Okay. Now, I mean, we w- when I started doing when I reformatted my show, I mean, I was hoping that uh, we weren't going to be doing. I mean, I do like doing serious subject stories. And things like that, and uh, but I've got to be honest with everybody. This is one I was not expecting in the slightest, and uh, I think it's gonna uh, require a lot of um, a lot of discussion about this. And uh, definitely, after everything that's happened over the last two weeks, and uh, with uh, social media and the whole thing that's gone on with uh, you know, is uh, Harvey Weinstein and that. And uh, I just think it's uh, I just think it's um, you know important. I mean, we we can't ignore this news you know it's uh it's been pretty devastating for a lot of people it's been uh, very you know sad for a lot of people and uh, it's also it's affected the uh, the, the Loud House community in un- b- unbelievable ways and so i mean, this is a uh, a story also it saddens me that i have to basically break this news to everybody even though probably people already found out long ago of this and this is uh, this is coming from variety and uh, i'll just read everybody the uh, the headline Loudout showrunner Chris Savano fired from Nickelodeon uh, for sexual harassment allegations.
2: Yeah, I... I just, uh... I just... It makes me hope that it's not really true. But at the same time, I heard that there has been rumors going around for many, many years of his acts of sexual harassment. And it just... You know, it hurts me because this guy is part of a children's... You know, children's television company. And... To think that he having like you know, you know, just entertaining a lot of children around the world, and you know, what is that you know, how, like how can he do something like that, and dis- and disappoint so many fans, and you know, th- it's, it's, like I like I said, I hope it's not. I don't even know the guy, but if it if it is really true, I you know, my sympathy goes to those who are sexually harassed. Hmm
4: yeah I actually have a story to tell about this, so um I have been friends with uh Clint, who is the um the founder and the uh sh- the person in charge of the rise of Nickelodeon Facebook page and he has uh been known for being close friends with Chris Savino for a while. When his father passed away, Chris Savino actually donated like over $600 for his cause. He gave him like a drawing and they were like Facebook friends. And when he heard the news about this, it really devastated him.
3: Mm. It's just, it's, uh, I mean... (laughs) I feel a bit bad saying that I'm being shocked by this because, I mean, there's 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 people in, you know, with you know who, who are in the know who have been turning around and saying, well, look, you know, uh, we've known about this for ages and that. But so, uh, you know, you keep this in mind. I mean, when people say that they're shocked by this news, even though it's been going on for such a long time, you know, not everybody is in this inside, you know, knowledge. I mean, I, I get people coming around to me saying like, oh, you must have, you know, uh, you know, tea and coffee with like, uh, you know, all these guests that you have. And it's like, no, it's nothing like that of the sort. And uh, it's just, you know, it's, um, uh, it, it's just, you know, it is a shocking thing to, to finally find out when stuff like this goes down. I mean, uh, we'll take everyone back, back to the beginning of this. Um, originally, Nickelodeon suspended uh, Chris uh, Savino, and uh, it was only then when I think that suspension happened that all of a sudden this uh, is influx Of allegations, and actually, that's something we should uh, stress here. You know, these are allegations at this point. I mean, it's uh, as far as I'm aware, Chris Savino has not been charged or you know been uh, convicted of anything at this stage, and uh, as of as of this show. And um, but you know, this started off as a a suspension, and uh, so you can kind of um, you know there is some kind of leeway at that point about uh, what what actually happened. Maybe there's like for all we know. Uh, it could have just been a formality to suspend Chris Savino until this can be investigated. But, you know, it's uh, the fact that Nickelodeon have now fired him. It's, um, you know, and also, as I'm aware, we've not had a, an official response from Chris Savino at this point. So, I mean, I don't know well, what it's
4: going to be a lot harder now because he deleted all of his social media pages.
3: Yeah, and uh, so, wow. I mean, I mean, I, again, I, I don't want to say that he's guilty of anything uh, as of yet because, I mean, it would be... Uh, because. Here's the thing. This is what makes this really difficult to talk about because, um, I, you know, the, we've not heard the heard Chris Savino's side, and uh, well, I mean, I can ha- I can form an opinion that you know that might be a a bit of an admission, of, and the fact that he's deleted all his social media as well. Maybe that's just because of all the negativity that he's getting from this, and uh, no doubt, you know, because there's a lot of people out there. You know, for, forget the for, forget the, uh, the 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 Me Too movement. Forget the. Uh, uh, all, all the people on, you know, who are like, um, you know, who are anti-sexual harassment and, you know, who isn't anti-sexual harassment, you know, I think all of us are, but, uh, I mean, there's also the, the, his own, within his own sphere and his own base as well, who must be feeling massively betrayed by all of this.
4: Oh yeah, um, absolutely. Like, um, I know, I actually know somebody who works for the Loud House as a storyboard artist and while i haven't heard from him in a while i i can assure you that i wouldn't be surprised if he feels absolutely just devastated by this and you know a lot of the people who worked on the show you know what's the sickest thing though So Cartoon Brew, which was apparently one of the first sites that actually posted about this, and this is where everybody was, like, saying that, oh, you're absolutely wrong. Cartoon Brew gives, like, fake information. But then when the information was confirmed to be true, then Cartoon Brew was talking about, like, whoever works in the Loud House is, you know, they're degenerate scumbags or something like that. It's like one person... Does not equal a gigantic show, and not everybody who works there are sexual predators.
3: Well, Kyle Marshall is uh, the guy who did, uh, who's actually written some of the stories and done some of the storyboarding. He's uh, he's based in Canada, so it's like, how in the world was he supposed to know? You know, unless sure. someone someone sent him an email or sent him some kind of correspondence. So, you know, I think it's a bit unfair to criticize anybody on the Canadian side of the production, at least, to say that. Sure. Uh, you know, and so. That is unfair in itself, and, uh, you know, my my, my my thoughts go out to uh, people who have been, you know, caught up in all of this, and uh, it's just, it's a, it's a horrendous thing, and uh, some of these allegations that have been, uh, the some of these stories that have come out are absolutely horrific, and... Uh, yeah, you know, and you want
4: to know what the worst part about this is? There's a lot of people who think he's completely innocent, and they're doing petitions to have him back on the show.
3: Let me address that. I you know... Fans of the Loud House, you know, what do you think the average age of that person is?
4: Uh, like, like little kids? Probably
3: 11, probably 13, 14 at the most. And, uh, okay. you know, oh. so there, I mean, I, I, this, this is going to be my criticism of the education system for in this, you know, not in, just in the UK, but in the United States as well. And that, uh, you know, uh, we, we don't have as very detailed sex education in both of these countries. Some, some parents even admit their kids from sex education. And so, they don't really- and also, like, personal development and relationships and things like that. And so, you know, if- if that's a- if, you know, so if there's a Loud House kid out there who's a massive fan of the show and has absolutely no idea about sexual harassment or misconduct or anything along those lines, they're just still somewhat kind of like an innocent kid and they have a social media account, you know, you can't- you can't really fault them for uh, responding in the way that they do because they don't really understand what's happened.
4: Yeah, it's, it's like the whole Pee Wee's Playhouse situation all over again. Yeah,
3: oh, it's just, don't get me started. Yeah. But it's just, it's like, um, I mean, and also on top of that, it's like, it, I, I would just say to people, look, you know, if there's a Loud House fan out there who looks like he's only like 12 or 11 years old and he's got a Twitter or an Instagram or a Snapchat, don't bother responding to him if he's uh, he or she is uh, responding in the way that they are. It's just, you know, it's... Uh, It's, I mean, I bet you themselves, they're probably angry at what's happened. And it's sort of like, it's probably misplaced anger at at this place. Yeah, and And
4: here's the thing. Like, three years ago, the same thing happened in Cartoon Network with Skylar Page, the creator of Clarence, where he was fired from his own show because of sexual allegations. And the show, Clarence, is running perfectly fine. And there are so many people who are scared saying, like, oh, man, the Loud House is ruined. The Loud House is going to get cancelled. So I think that we're okay for now. The the Loud House has been confirmed for a uh, third season and the movie's still going, so... I think that the show can run fine without Chris Savino. It,
3: mm-hmm. it really, I'd be very interested to see what. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they're going to have like, like guest producers or anything like that, or if they're going to like- have a
4: new showrunner similar to how Bob Camp was the, so- the showrunner of Ren and Stimpy when John Kay was fired from his job, or, um, you know, Paul Tibbet when Steven Hillenberg left SpongeBob. So, yeah, I think they'll probably have like another showrunner for um, the Loud House. Maybe somebody who was working really close to Steve, uh, to Chris or somebody who um, really knows the show very well and can take it to the direction that it was intended to be. So, yeah, I mean, let's just put it this way. I mean, Nickelodeon is in hot water right now. Like, it, it, I mean, it took like almost a decade for them to get back on track be, because they were so demolished by Cartoon Network and Disney Channel. They couldn't find a hit they were just relying so much on SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents reruns because mm-hmm. none of their shows stuck out. Even stuff like Legend of Korra and TMNT, even though that they made a decent amount of money, they pretty much were screwed over at the end, and they never became like a hit. The Loud House became like the biggest hit in years, and now that now that this is happening, I mean, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future.
3: Yeah, it's just it's. Um, I mean, also, and so you know, for, for, it's just so unbelievable what has what has happened, and uh, it's just it's uh, it is the ultimate betrayal. I think uh, that uh, Chris Savino has, uh, you know, if that if they, if all these allegations are true, you know, this is this is the ultimate betrayal for you know for for the Loud House fans and you know and for everyone involved in all of this, and uh, so. It's, uh, you know there's going to be a lot of anger, there's going to be a lot of sadness, there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of negativity, I think, around uh, the the Loud House at the moment. But uh, I mean, there is something I do want to pick up on. Uh, I think it'll be over the last bit of it, which is uh, this is the Nickelodeon response. And so, shall I read out this statement that uh, this sure. memo that was given out? So, this is a statement that was given out by Simon Sagami, uh, who is the president of the Viacom Nickelodeon Group. Uh, she promised that all employees would be safe if they spoke up, so here's the full memo that she's put out. Nickelodeon is incredibly successful at the moment and continues to thrive because of people who work here. Uh, you've, you put your heart and soul into what you do, and we are committed to giving you the tools and resources uh, to, you need to succeed and thrive here. Something we have long provided uh, as the whole of, the, of Viacom is a commitment to fostering a safe and professional workplace environment. It is one of our fa- foundational principles and is non-negotiable. This principle is not an idea that we can, that can be pushed solely from the top down. It is everyone's responsibility to contribute to our, to our culture, to value one another, and to promote ex- inclusively and respect on all levels. And before I continue with the uh, starts, so there is actually, I'll tell you what, there's, uh, there is one person in that company who is definitely doing that right now, and that's Craig Bartlett and uh, he put out a, uh, a facebook uh, pe- post saying that uh, he wanted to uh, he's supporting the uh, the you know the 200 animators who uh, put out a uh, you know wanting to uh, create a safer work environment for uh, for female animators and so grayball is on board with that at the moment and so you know if uh, if uh, you know if, if they're looking for anyone to lead uh, that in in some way, shape, or form. I would definitely say to Nickelodeon, look, you know, you've got Craig Bartlett over here. He's a veteran. He knows how to get things done. And, uh, you know, so I'm hoping that uh, they can look to him for some kind of leadership in all of this. So... Uh, you, could, you, you think
4: know. that maybe, you know, because they're looking to Craig Bartlett for leadership, that maybe this confirms the sixth season even more?
3: Um, well, no, I, I don't want to say we're going to... I mean... How you How bad does that sound? We're going to get hit on season six because Chris Uvino got uh, found to have, you know to grope somebody and got fired. So like well, you know, l- like let's that's... think
4: about this. I mean, you know, for a person who pretty much screwed up, I mean, for a lot of uh, people in the industry, that just gives them an opportunity for them to step up you know, saying like, oh, this guy screwed up. I want to see if I can get that chance. There's there's people who are like that, I can assure you. Yeah. I mean, my, people my, are my, like, my... oh, well, this person screwed up. I'm going to see if I can be able to jumpstart my career or something.
3: I don't know. I just think uh, I just hope that, uh, you know, that, you know, if things well, I'll just continue on with a statement and we'll let we'll... Bob
4: I, I so, doubt know. it's going to happen, but you know, yeah. like that anyway, but you know, I mean, trust me, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe like a, a showrunner who wants to create a new show saying like, oh, I, I want to be able to not do what this guy did so i'm going to try to see if i can push my show a little bit more you know to see if that can become the next big hit so don't be surprised if that happens
3: yeah Uh, i'll continue on with the statement i've been in this company for more than 30 years and uh, since the beginning of my time here i've come into uh, the office i have left every day feeling that we're doing good work um i mean really uh um, um i mean you've been in this company for 30 years and uh, you've sat on the jungle movie you've uh, turned away the uh, i mean i'm not saying she did personally but uh, i'm saying that uh, you know during that time you've been there i mean you didn't take on the modifiers you uh you i think uh, then they also turned out Pepper Ann, and that became quite a big thing on nickel on disney channel in the last 30 years yeah, like, yeah, they
4: also turned down the Proud family, too.
3: Yeah, they did. And so, uh, I mean, uh, oh, uh, there's... Some I mean, th- I can tell you about yeah. a
4: whole bunch of things they rejected. Yeah, I mean, that- let's see, uh, Constant Pain, the modifiers, a lot of, like, various movies. Uh, like, you know, uh, just, just a few days ago, um, Butch Hartman... Release some information about the cancel Fairly Odd Parents movie, and um, you know there was that, and just yeah, yeah, Nickelodeon's been known for canceling things left and right, or screwing things over. Like oh, I don't know, letting Legend of Core into the Nicktoons network, not revealing on TV or advertising that it's going to be airing on certain days, and releasing it first online right before releasing it on TV, yeah. and then oh, well we'll just have it online exclusive, and then we'll air it later. Yeah. So.
3: Shall we just say, uh, you know, check out uh, Patricia's Nick's Missiles, if you want to what they what's going on <laughs> we'll in the check last out 30 more. yes Alright. <laughs> okay, thank you. So anyway, well, we're getting off track here, so we'll just, uh, we'll, uh, we'll keep going, guys. Uh, that we are good people and that it is a privilege and responsibility to create great characters and stories for kids. In the current climate, I feel necessary to say that so we should encounter any uncomfortable situation at work or witness one, you are safe to speak up. If you hear something or you're unaware of what to do, uh, you are safe to tell your supervisor or human resource Resources. If you need help in any way, you are safe to ask for it. Uh, we value each and every one of you as just as much as we collectively value our uh, audience, and I'm proud to, of this incredible brand and business we have built. So, uh, I mean, yeah, anyone want to respond to that?
4: Mm, I got nothing. It just feels. I don't want to. I don't want to say. I I don't
3: don't wanna, wanna. Don't wanna say it's generic, but it, it it does sound. You know, I could say that she is hitting the right notes at least. But you know, there's you know, there's there's the theoretical approach, and then there's the practical approach. And so this is the theoretical approach that she's taking to this, and I want to see if it actually works in practice. What she's saying, because right. you know, I think uh, they they say you know after after this episode, you know, uh, I mean, Nickelodeon's going to continue regardless. I think yeah. you know, and uh, this is a, this is a bump in the road for them. I mean, they've still got you know they've still got a lot of good things still happening for them right now, and I don't think this is going to be the thing that derails Nickelodeon. I don't think. And mm.
4: uh, uh, well, yeah, I, I mean, if Cartoon Network is able to survive just fine, plus the Boston incident, I think that Nickelodeon will be okay.
2: Yeah, you know that the Cosby Show is still airing, like it's still airing on television. What? Um, yeah, the, yeah. Every, so, uh,
3: I don't know. I, sure, I,
2: sure. I, I saw my grandmother watching it on television. And I'm like, "Grandma, are you really watching that?" Like,
3: <laughs> you know, and- it, it must be on some. Sh- it must be on some shitty channel that just needs the TV money. It's oh, like, you man. know it's, uh, There are, you know, the TV now. I mean, here in the UK, we now must have like a thousand channels. And I'm sure if I go through all those thousand channels, I'm sure the Cosby shows on one of them. Uh, so it's like, you know, it's just it's just the way TV is now, unfortunately. So, uh, <sighs> yeah. But that is is really really I mean I I I my heart goes out to everyone who's been affected by this. It really does and you know it's uh, it's it's horrible. You know it's uh, what what's going on, you know. Uh, and hopefully, you know this isn't going to be, you know, the, the loud house, you know, even though we know who it's been created by now. It's like, you know, it's not a bad show. Actually, there is one thing I do actually want to bring up before this, you know, there is another kind of, uh, which I think was a, uh, uh, I think Chris Sav- Savannah when he got fired, I think Nickelodeon took a bit of a swipe at him as he hit, it, hit on the way out, because this is what they released, you know, a couple of hours after they hit the news. Okay, so go purple, take a stand against bullying today and every day, spirit day. And, you know, I get it. It's like, you know, they probably had this planned anyway because Spirit Day was on that day, but uh, I don't know. There's part of me that believes Nickelodeon took a bit of a swipe at him on the the way out as, uh, you know, that happened.
4: (sighs) Well, I mean, unfortunately, there aren't a lot of purple color characters. I mean, let's see. You have... I can't think of... I mean, (laughs) Robot and Monster. (laughs) Mm. But nobody cares about Robot and Monster.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Okay, then. So uh, that's uh, that's that sad bit of news, and I'm sorry we started off with that, you know. And uh, I really just, uh, I really hope this is going to be. I mean, there's part of me that believes this isn't going to be the last thing we hear about this. Hopefully, Nickelodeon wise, I'm hoping this is the last thing we're going to hear. But uh, you know, I think uh, with Harvey Weinstein and now this, I think uh, there's. I kind of thinking there's going to be a lot more we're going to hear about now that people are starting to speak out about sexual harassment and you know all this uh, horrendous thing things that've been going on in uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in 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 entertainment. So. Hmm. Yeah. Shall we? Uh, shall we get on with the news and uh, re- yeah. react to yes. some videos? Okay, yeah. so uh, everyone knows Alex Jones. He's uh, the host of this infamous, uh, you know, Infowars. I call him Alex Jones, the info wanker, but uh, you know that's uh, that's just me. Um, so here's Kyle Kowinski on Secular Talk, and uh, he's going to bring us some uh, really interesting news about some of the uh, products that uh, Alex Jones likes to uh, flout on his show.
0: So some of you may not know this um, if you aren't familiar with Alex Jones show, but he often sells supplements on air. I like guess one of his things is, you know, he sells a lot of merchandise like other people who do what he does, but he also sells supplements, which I always think is so weird because like you want to try to mask the fact that you're a fucking con man, Alex. <laughs> like, why aren't you like that's not trying to mask it. When you're like, I, I have these supplements, super male vitality. Let me tell you how great this is. And it's wonderful for you. It's good for your libido. It's good for, and it's just like, you know, that shit that you're selling is not on the level, you know, it's not. So why are you selling it? It's just, it's like, you're asking to get caught almost. Uh, well, now guess what? He's in hot water. He's in hot water. This is from Newsweek and from Mediaite. They say, quote, independent testing commissioned by. National Health Watchdog the Center for Environmental Health found high levels of lead in two Alex Jones infowars products so not only is he uh, you know
3: is he shoving crap down everyone's throats he's literally shoving crap down people's throats oh wow yeah that's oh boy I, like lead
2: really like, isn't that like that's not i don't think that's pretty good for the they said it's, like, some kind of ointment or something. It's not good it? for you
3: at all, Josh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Like, that's what I'm trying to say. That's, like... <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. If you, like... It's not good anywhere on your body. If That's what it's trying to do.
3: Yeah, but it's, like... It, it's kind of not
0: surprising in a way. It's, like... I'll just continue with the video and see if it kind of goes further into it. Tests found that the two supplements sold on Alex Jones Infowars store contain significant levels of lead well in excess of California Proposition 65 limits. Lead is a dangerous chemical well-known to have devastating developmental impacts on children. Crucial but less well-known are its effects on men, including sperm damage, heart disease, and high blood pressure. One of the Alex Jones products tested had more than six times the daily limit under Proposition 65. So unbelievable.
3: Mind you, I don't know. It's like there's part of me that kind of, doesn't want to feel surprised by this because it's just, you know, you, you, we've all seen his show, you know, like when he's talking about, you know, turning the frogs gay and, uh, you know, uh, talking about, uh, you know, how Sandy Hook was, uh, was, uh, was an inside job and how it was, you know, it's uh, and the Las Vegas shooting was, uh, a conspiracy done by the government to try and take away everyone's guns. It's like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't surprise me the slightest now that he's selling this, this shit to people and, uh, trying to make as much money out of it as possible because people, you know, people watching his show are all that gullible. Uh, they're just like you know, it's it's all about
2: viewership, and it just you know I like I ask people that don't even like him, why watch him, you know, like why watch him if you don't like him? I know because it's just it's only gonna if anyone turns to his channel,
3: he gets paid some good amount of money for that. Yeah.
2: Just you know.
3: Well, there are blogs just- out there who kind of like are who basically are paid to kind of watch his show and report on basically how bullshit he is. And uh, so uh, there's uh, there's that there's like the right right wing watch and stuff like that which we've had we played videos on their channel before but uh, you know it's just it's uh, it's it's such I mean imagine on my show if uh, you know I was started selling like uh, you know vitality products or like you know like uh, I don't know Viagra or something like that and uh, you know uh, we we I was sticking in like uh, you know high levels of like you know really bad substances in them. It's like, you know, it's like, uh, yeah,
4: it's kind of like, you know, those post-apocalyptic futures in which they release something toxic. And then in order for you to get the cure, they sell something like really expensive. But then that cure just turns out to make you even more sicker.
3: I know. It's just it's uh, it's like it's even worse than like selling like, you know, like sugar pills or like, you know, like uh, you ever seen like uh, those uh, uh, those painkillers as well. that are like for like, uh, you know, like uh, uh, marketed towards women and they're supposed to be like helping women with their periods. And like, uh, but it's just—it's basically just the same shit that they basically stick in for when you have a headache. Yeah, it's uh... it's, just—it's—it's such a con. Some of the some of these uh, people who like sell these uh, these 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 pills.
2: I mean, I know some women that just tried. You know, that just used Tylenol. I mean, you know, it's just. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, come on, people. I. (sighs) Going. Don't just. Wow. Go to your doctor if you want to steal. If you. Don't trust television. Just, Just go to your doctor drones. and let the doctor prescribe
3: you medicine. Yeah. It's... Well, I mean, Bill
2: Yeah, the... but
4: even with doctors, sometimes you can't even trust because you see, various doctors, depending on who, get taught in a very specific way. Like, you know, this medicine would be helpful for this thing. So, uh, you know, it's like, oh, they prescribe you with this, but then maybe that thing will prevent them from getting better so yeah i mean you you it's, uh, it's about that, there's, there's,
3: there's that some important. really dodgy uh, pra- pra- practitioners out there who are taking backhanders from companies to basically say you know sh- shill over shit i can't remember who it was i think it was morgan terry who was telling me that she had a friend who uh, was asked to take an sdd test and it was totally unnecessary and they and they charged him 50 bucks for it what i know it's uh it's such a you know in this country if i wanted an sdd test i can get it for free oh jeez. it's but just it's such you know a what? con uh, and
2: I I I don't get it. Like I oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah I, the
3: two the two uh, products here they they're lifted is like you know would you ever take any of this stuff? It's uh Infowars Caveman Palo Formula and Infowars Myco ZX. Myco oh, okay. ZX sounds like something I stick in my computer, not in my body. Ah. Uh,
2: yeah, it sounds deprived. more. I don't get it. I yeah. I feel like I'm looking I feel like I'm
0: looking at some kind of I don't know <laughs> signature supplements, the InfoWars Caveman Paleo Formula and the InfoWars Myco-ZX. Look, I've done segments on this before because he goes over the top when he sells these things and he's like such an obvious cheesy um bullshit salesman. But like yeah, there's also a serious angle to that too. That you don't know what the fuck you're taking if you're getting supplements from Alex Jones. You're going to trust the guy who said Sandy Hook was an inside job? Sandy Hook, how many times have I made this point? His reasoning was, I know it's an inside job because Obama's trying to take all the guns. So they're using this as a pretext to take all the guns. Pretense, pretext, whatever. To take all the guns. But Alex, they didn't do that. He's out of office, they never took the guns. So your whole motive now is gone. They didn't do the thing you said they were going to do, so then why would they stage Sandy Hook?
3: You know, I think he kind of makes my point real for me, really. So he's like, you know, he's like all, all 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 this shit that he talks about on his show. Yeah, on top of that as well, it's like you know, he I think he he reported a couple of years ago that he said that Marco Rubio was supposed to be the next vice president of the United States after he attended a Bilderberg meeting, and that never happened. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's just it's uh, yeah, it's just such such bullshit. Yeah. Okay then, shall uh, shall we go on to our next video? Mm-hmm. Okay. So is Patricia Jobs off the phone? I can't. I don't know. If she's. Uh... It says she's still. It seems like. I do Says she's still there. Okay, she's probably just uh, gone out to get something. Okay, then let's uh, get the next video out. Oh, this is the. Uh, actually, I tell you what. Actually, I think we might have skipped one. Uh, oh, hang on a second. Oh, That's a, a, shame. The, uh, a long time. Our. Uh, the one we had for uh, the the police one. We had, that one's. Uh, that one seems to not be able to play for whatever reason. Uh, let me just even get it running again. Just give me one second.
4: Yeah, so uh, while Arun gets that, so last time that we saw an S.H.O.Y. Ginger clip, Arun was pulling up something from Hello Stranger where Lois's stomach gets um, exploded and the snake comes out. (laughs) It's like an alien
2: Alien reference? Yeah,
4: it's an alien reference, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, And for that context, basically the episode was about when Lois drank the sea snake potion from the refrigerator that was for Carl so he can have it as something for Pet Day. Pet Day. She starts not feeling well, and she has a nightmare about the sea snake actually bursting out of her stomach while she's in the hospital. And then it wakes, and then she wakes up, and she's like, "Oh man, I've another ruined uh, sleep courtesy of Carl." So, <laughs> uh, the clip that i is actually going to show is from the episode, and she was gone. And it's actually a much more uh, darker take on a subject that is uh, not light for kids. So, uh, <laughs> okay,
3: let's uh, let's take a look.
2: To Ooh, me. Typewriter,
1: yeah, she chose to walk alone, though others wondered why. Refused to look before her, kept eyes cast upwards towards the sky. She-
3: you know, she kind of reminds me of uh, she reminds me of uh, you know, the ring and that girl that uh, comes out of the TV. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> so, let me
4: give you in context for for those who don't know what's going on. So, in this episode, she's writing a poem for a competition, and um, th- this is her coming up with the poem for the first time.
3: Yeah, seven days. Uh, I don't know why she made me think of Coral. <laughs> I
4: don't get
3: it. I, I should have thought of like.
4: <laughs> well, this came out even before Coraline. This came out in two thousand two.
3: Yeah, actually, this was yeah. So this is uh, this pre dates some of our Amora. Uh, uh, more no, modern ones with
4: companions, no need for earthly
1: things, only wanted freedom from what she felt were puppet strings. She longed to be a bird that she might fly away. She pitied every blade of grass, for planted they would stay. She longed to be a flame. That brightly danced alone felt jealous of the steam that made the air its only... Ho-
3: you know, that I just noticed that cooker is uh, has has a bit of a flaw because you have to reach over the, the, the hobs in order to basically turn it off,
1: yeah.
3: if you notice. So <laughs> if you, I think her
2: shirt could have caught enough. Shouldn't her shirt catch on fire doing that? Well, uh,
3: not in that sense, but, you know, if like, uh, yeah, it's just... It's a, yeah, it's a badly designed uh, <laughs> cooker. <laughs> 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 well...
1: What do you think so
5: far? And you can be honest. I think you might want to be careful about who you let catch your talk in a major household appliances. But don't worry, your secret's safe with us.
4: Ain't that right, Cooley?
3: You gotta love him, Mom. That's pretty she's pretty yeah. cool.
4: Yeah. Alright, that's the first part. So yeah. uh, part two is when she finishes reading off the poem.
3: Yeah. Okay, let me just uh my thing seems to have disappear. Oh, he's back again. Okay, here we go. Okay.
1: Some say she wished too hard, some say she wished too long, but we awoke one autumn day to find that she was gone. The trees, they say, stood witness. The sky refused to tell. But someone who had seen it said the story played out well. She spread her arms out wide, breathed in the break of dawn, She just let go of all she held And then She was gone Poor dear We didn't even know you were suffering What? Man, if I'd have known you were like Clinically depressed I might have gone a little easier on you
3: You know Is there any redeeming qualities to Miranda On this show? (laughs) Uh, Anything at all?
4: Thing. Yes, Miranda has been known for doing a lot of awful things to Ginger. In the first episode, she got Ginger arrested. Uh, so um She's such there, a fucking there- bitch. <laughs> 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 uh, okay. Redeeming things to Miranda. Like, there's an episode called Ginger Solo in which Ginger wants to go to over to another middle school so she can meet up with her crush, Sasha. But then Sasha reveals that she already has a girlfriend who's like really popular and kind of skanky, and her heart gets completely broken. And then Miranda approaches her saying, Don't focus on that kid, focus on what's more important. So that's one of the very, very few times. Other than that, yeah, she's awful. She's a bitch.
3: I know. It's like, there's a special place in hell for Miranda as far as I'm concerned. It's just, you know, it's just, it's, uh, I mean, the, I mean if, if someone told me, it's like, you know, oh, do you know, uh, I, I Ginger and the Nutshack exist in the same world and Miranda lives in the Nutshack. Like, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Like, you know, just a bunch of horrendous characters. Oh my God. But, uh, yeah.
2: Spoiled brat. That's what she is. mm mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> Well, you know, yeah. she's not she's not the spoiled one. It's so she's just uh, leeching off Courtney's uh you know Um, popularity popularity and riches. There's an
4: episode called Dribble and Gal Pal Land in which when Courtney and Miranda have a fight and Courtney dismisses her from her popular group, Miranda pretty much has nobody to go to. So, yeah, she pretty much is leeching off of Courtney and whoever is popular just so she can be able to sustain popularity. Anyway, Mm -hmm. so for the poem, uh, for those who don't know what the poem is about, so it's basically about a girl who's wandering around by herself wanting to disappear from the world. And Everybody who has heard the poem thinks that she's going through suicidal depression. So she is taken over to like a school psychologist. She's taken over to like therapy meetings to see if maybe she can Express on why she's feeling this way. But in reality, Ginger's saying, No, it's a poem that I just wrote. It's fiction. And so she tries to explain that she's not going through depression. She doesn't want to disappear or whatever. Yeah. So that's what the main core of this episode is about. Do you and I think,
3: as told by Ginger, it's kind of like a quiet nod to how shitty the school system is. If you think about it, <laughs> yeah. it is, isn't it like you know? Because uh, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I mean, there are some like re- I mean, there are some redeeming people in in the uh, in, in in the school itself. But uh, I mean, eventually, like she gets like a new teacher, who's, like you know, uh, uh, you know, just absolutely rubs rubs it the wrong way. And uh, then there's uh, then obviously there's like what happened in this episode, and uh, it's just it's uh, yeah, it's like uh, it does portray uh, school as uh, not a very very nice place at all. It's like you know, it's uh, I think. Uh, you know, I think it's, everyone's probably uh, glad when she got out. <laughs> uh, you
2: know, school is supposed to be a place to actually feel safe, but it's not really safe at all. There's still bullying going on, there's, there's a lot of harassment, and yeah. pe- teenagers are getting pregnant. What are they teaching them? Well, no
3: one got the, pregnant exactly. since I was told by Ginger, to my knowledge. But, they uh, thank well,
2: yeah, God I
4: Yeah. <laughs> That's true. I mean, there's already enough things in the show that they already tackle. There's death. There's uh, um, addiction. <sighs> mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So it it already tackles more than enough. I mean, it, it came out in the year two thousand, so I don't think they would have, you know, pulled off teenage pregnancy. Maybe today they could have, but definitely not back then.
3: Yeah. Um. So um. Uh. This is the next bit, bit of news that we've got. Uh. This is uh. If the people have been threatening that uh, spectrum. Uh, Was going to be uh, was going to get abandoned by Viacom because uh, there was some kind of uh, you know uh, contractual issues currently coming up, and uh, there was all sorts of news going on. But uh, I might as well just give you on the front line. Uh, Apparently. Nickelodeon and Comedy Central, Spectrum and Viacom, they've all worked things out, and so apparently Spectrum's still going to be keeping uh, Viacom channels, which includes Nickelodeon, so... Uh,
4: well, that's good. Yeah. I just wish that they would have done the same thing for Netflix. Yeah. I just think,
3: uh, you know... I don't know. Like This all seems like unnecessary drama. I think, uh, you know, I know that, um, I mean, Viacom were pretty much... Uh, uh, going on social media and getting people to call Spectrum and trying to get them to say how much they would miss it if it was uh, if it was off Spectrum and uh, people were saying that was like just kind of a ruse to get them a bit to agree to a more uh, lucrative deal and uh, you know it's just it's uh, I mean, I, mean I'm, I wouldn't be too surprised if Viacom did pull that stunt but uh, you know it's just it's uh, it just seems like it's a really unnecessary spat I'm sure uh, Spectrum and Viacom would have worked things out eventually. And uh, I think uh, you know rallying up their supporters. I don't think was the was the you know the wisest thing to do. And uh, because eventually, if you look here, you know it's like uh, you'll find that uh, everyone making those calls or making the you know writing those petitions or whatever, you know it's like look, they've worked things out. Things things turn out okay in the end. You know, it's just it's uh, yeah. I just think it's just been a whole hullabaloo about nothing really.
4: Yeah, it seems like it's just pointless, to be quite honest. Because, I mean, let's be honest, Viacom has, you know, had a whole bunch of... um, I don't know, for some reason, Viacom just seems to want to remove themselves from various, um, you know, cable providers or satellite providers or uh, downloading or, you know, streaming sites. I mean, there's Netflix and there was that whole um, situation with them wanting to remove themselves from the satellite network. So I don't know. What is the deal with Viacom just removing themselves? And then, you know, the only way you can watch Viacom shows is watching them on Hulu or on Nick.com. Mm. Or you know, occasionally on iTunes, but not even iTunes has the whole thing.
3: Yeah, I'm really surprised that. So uh, you know, they're going to be they're going to be broadcasting like you know uh, Rockers, Modern Life, Static Shock, The Jungle Movie, like maybe even Invader Zim. And uh, I'm really surprised that they're not going on the direction of like you know like download on demand. And uh, you know, uh, they they I mean, obviously I know they're probably what uh, like holding on to the fact that they might grasp some good ratings out of this. But you know, if if their demographic is, is six to eleven, it's like you know uh, I, I'm just really surprised that they haven't. You know, with some of the stuff that they're coming out from, like you know, the uh, the retro days from like the '90s, I'm really surprised. there's like, you know, oh, we're going to be streaming this on YouTube as well and make that YouTube money. Like, you know, it's just it's, uh I'm just, I'm just really surprised they're not going in that direction. But you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. So, shall we put our next video? Yeah, let's
4: do All it. Right. Okay. Please.
3: Actually, I might need to announce this one. Actually. Oh, um, does anyone have any back pain?
4: No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm
3: Okay, well uh, wake up at the wrong side of the bed. That's just it. Okay, well uh here's a here's a novel idea of uh, how to uh cure back pain, so let's take a look at it.
5: You want me to name
4: Oh
3: for goodness sake, this video's failed as well.
4: Uh-oh. Uh oh. Okay,
3: then well I guess we're not I guess we so which ones which ones have just failed? Um the Michael uh oh the the back pain one's failed. And the high rise building for one has failed as well, so uh we can't even watch that one. So, uh, okay. I guess we're going on to the... Uh, this is uh, a 91-year-old grandma uh, name trying to name Pokemon, so uh, shall we have a look at this and see what we think?
4: All right. Yeah. Okay, let's see. <laughs> <Here
3: we go.
0: laughs> oh.
5: You want me to name an animal like that? Are you crazy? A nut. What do you think it's named? <laughs> I don't know. A strawberry? <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Hold the door. Huh?
4: (laughs) Boldasaur.
5: Bolded Thor.
4: (laughs) Yes, because that's how Thor would look like if it was a (laughs) Pokemon. Okay. I don't know any of them.
5: There's a piece of leaf on it. Ivasaur. Ivasaur. (laughs) What are you gonna do with Ivasaur? Battle people. You can't battle people. That's a beautiful
3: animal. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, um, I think the guys in Japan had a bit of a different idea, but...
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's yeah, a... you don't battle people, I mean, sure you battle people, but you don't, f- you know, summon a- an <laughs> Ivysaur to battle somebody's like, you know, Ivysaur, um, you know, use Vine Whip on that person right there who owes me money.
3: But let's <laughs> well, just, let's take a look at it for a second, like, you know, big glowing red eyes, big sharp vampire teeth, like, yeah, you know, beautiful you. animal. <laughs> oh my god.
5: But that's how it goes in the game, you, you catch them and then you make them battle each other. Oh...
3: That's mean. Nintendo quality control right here. (laughs) Oh, shit.
5: Wow. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) What is your name? Oh, yeah. A...
4: Ribbon.
3: What? <laughs> what?
2: No. So, the the not a ribbon.
4: To be fair. I don't, we're, we're, I don't
3: see a ribbon. To be before anyone like has like has a go at us, like we're, we're criticising the. Uh, we're not we're not criticising her at all. You know, we think she she's actually like, she looks like a sweet old lady. Like you yeah. know, uh, I like to you know if I she offered me for a cup. Co- you know if I could have a cup of coffee with her, then I would. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's um you know it's just, it's just the responses that are hilarious, and uh, I don't think it's really like an age thing. I think anybody who doesn't really understand Pokemon would probably come out with the same same responses i think uh, yeah
4: exactly i mean i've seen like various videos of like you know name these nintendo characters name these nickelodeon characters and then i don't even know them no. so i mean it's not it's not too surprising to have you know something like this yeah that's your name
5: <laughs> close enough it's venusaur what venusaur where the hell are... oh. <laughs> 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 All right, this, oh.
3: like was... I have grandchildren, I can't. say <laughs> I like, no, 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 nothing will play in my heart. Will replace right. my two grandmothers. My two grandmothers are brilliant, but uh, you know, she, uh, she, she's, she, she's, uh, she, she's probably like number three at the moment. I think in regards to grandmas. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I like that.
5: Grandmothers are the best. I, I'll uh. call them Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hamilton everybody
4: <laughs> This is what the musical is based off of
3: <laughs> A flaming uh, Pokemon A uh, fire based Pokemon <laughs> <laughs> Oh no <laughs> <laughs> What's
5: so funny about it He's like Hamilton
3: <laughs> He is actually kind of He is actually Hamilton kind of, of a Hamilton he doesn't have a tail with a
2: fire at the end of it, the tip of it.
3: Okay he's like next time, I, next time I play a Pokemon game and I'm naming my Pokemon I guess I'm calling him Hamilton
4: there you go. There
3: you go. That's gonna be that's gonna be a, me- gonna be a be meme one. now, is it? <laughs> uh, all the Charizards and all the uh, Charmanders are gonna be all named Hamilton.
4: Yeah, I mean, why not at this point? Because yeah. remember when um, you know when remember when Twitch plays Pokemon and you know, then there was like that whole sensation in which when Omistar, uh you know became like the god of like all the Pokemon or something like that because they stared at the Helix fossil. Then then there was like some. Uh, then there was like a whole bunch of nicknames that were going into, like Almastar was being like the god of Pokemon, so I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to be seeing a lot of Charmanders being named Hamilton.
3: <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> Hamilton, richie, nice see you. Like,
2: <laughs> his, uh, names him Hamilton. He named uh, a lot of his Pokemon. So <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
5: his, his name is Charmander, Grandma. Huh? His name is Charmander. <laughs> well, I call him. What did I just call him? Oh, poor
3: <laughs> oh,
2: thing! Yeah. I was gonna ask if that was her granddaughter speaking to her. I, yeah, it then, is. Now, think now, now? my questions have been answered.
5: <laughs> Hamilton, Hamilton, he, he's very important. Oh, uh, he's he's having a little trouble with this tail. <laughs> yeah, he's burning up, Mousy. Okay, let's close it His name's Charmeleon. Charmeleon, you're you ridiculous. <laughs> Charmeleon. You, <you're> ridiculous. <laughs> Char-meleon. <laughs> you may as well have called him, um, I don't know, Journaled
4: or something.
3: <laughs> uh, journaled?
4: Journals? I mean, she, I mean. First of all, her first name was Mousy. That looks nothing resembling a mouse. If she would have named it like, if she would have named Ratata or Radicate a mouse, then that's fine. Pikachu mm. would have been a slight stretch, but sure, I would have accepted it. But Charmeleon, mm. uh, no. Uh, no. newspaper, um.
5: a blue-eyed jerk. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, if you uh, go by the animated series, he was kind of a jerk, wasn't he? Yeah, he
2: was. He was just <laughs> ignoring his master and and just oh, uh, he's like, I'm just doing my own thing, just being lazy.
3: <laughs> I tell you what, if, uh, if if she if she named one of these um, if she named one of these Pokemon Skullcleaver, I think was going to start bursting. I'm just going to end the show. I think we're not going to go any further than that. I don't think. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, but you can't say jerk. Boy, that's a neat. The animal. Did you draw that? No. <laughs> it's unusual. Charlie. Really? <laughs> oh. All right, Tumbleweed. <laughs> yeah. His name's Squirtle. What? Squirtle. Squirtle. Like What's he, what is turtle. he going to squirt? Water. <laughs> See, he's like a squirting turtle. Squirtle? Yeah. Well, I'm not going to do that. <laughs>
3: Um yeah, I'd have con- yeah, the i nuts- I'm not even gonna go there.
5: Well that's the same one except he's got a big tail back there or something. What's your name? War turtle. Poor turtle? <laughs> War turtle. <laughs> War turtle <laughs> oh.
2: For a second, pieces. I thought I spat on my computer. <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, his pieces, he's, he's, he's lucky his pieces are attached to him. Two pair of uh, arms. You don't see that? They're cannons. <laughs> they blast water. Black water. That's not black. No, water. No, no, they blast water. His oh. cannons blast water. Okay. Do you know what he is? No. He's a blast toys. That's not a black toy, it's <laughs> blue and no. white. Blast toys, blast toys. <laughs> well, you have your way, I'll have my way. I'm not calling that thing black. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> toys <Blastoised> Lives Matter. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're done here. Oh, I, 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 I like her. I
2: like. I love her. <laughs> oh yeah, she's
3: she's cool. It's like you know. Yeah, I, I love her. I hope she does more. Vi- I hope she does more videos. Like you know, I, I want to see what what she could name. Like you know, maybe she could do like Nintendo characters and uh, and uh, maybe she Digimon next. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah.
4: <laughs> oh my god, that would be so funny. Yu Gi Oh characters. Name the Yu Gi Oh monsters.
2: <laughs> I, I barely watched Yu Gi Oh. I, I don't even know the monsters. I, I'm sorry.
4: Yeah, <laughs> I maybe Nickelodeon characters point out one of the angry beavers or all real monsters is like, uh, what is that thing uh, with the the shape of a football? It's like, is he okay? Does he have medical problems? I know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, I just realized we might have skipped an article. Um, that's an it, Arnold theory, though. Does, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, that's uh, that's why I feel so sorry. That's an Arnold theory. <laughs>
3: Oh I mean, there is a related uh, article to this uh, which uh, I just noticed, and that is that uh, apparently Pokemon Ultra Sun and Moon aren't coming to Nintendo Switch. I mean, does anybody care about that? Or uh... I don't
4: own a Nintendo Switch, so I don't, I don't, know. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Know, like,
3: I'm thinking of probably getting one for Christmas. And, uh, you know, it's like, I'll tell you what, if there was a if there was Hey Arnold Jungle Movie video game on Nintendo Switch, I'd probably get one right now, but, uh, you know... Oh, my not? God.
4: <laughs> I played through Hey Arnold, the movie, the game on GBA. I live-streamed it a few weeks ago. Oh, my God. That game is awful.
3: It is, isn't it? Was it really that bad? Yeah.
4: I played it. I, I completed the whole thing. I played through that game blind.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: And <laughs> it's not good at all. There's... Oh. There's cheap attacks, stiff jumps. The game is just dull and boring. Yeah. If anybody's interested, just go watch my live stream of it, in which and you can see me suffer. Yeah. I you, see know. Gigantic, um, you know, um, you can see how gigantic Sketch is. He is almost as big as the as the city bus.
3: Mm. I'll tell you what, it's probably not as bad as the Let's Play that happened a couple of weeks ago. I tried to play Doom Three and it wouldn't load, so uh, uh. that's as far as I got with my Let's Play. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, that's just um, news that we've got. Ultra Sun and Moon are coming to Nintendo Switch, so uh, if anyone cares about that, then that's that's basically as far as we go. And I might buy a Nintendo Switch this Christmas if... uh you know, I decided to, uh, decided to play Doom. I already played, I have Doom on the PC for, you know, Doom 2016, so... I don't know.
4: Well, I mean, you could play Super Mario Odyssey.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, Super Mario Odyssey and, uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild, so... There's two. I-, I like to kind of wait till, like, there's, like, a, a good amount of games to- for me to kind of justify getting it, because... You know, here's the thing, I remember when game consoles used to launch, and there were games that I would really want to own. And so there was, like, when I got uh, my Nintendo 64, there was, like, Super Mario 64 and Mario Kart 64 and, uh, you know, Lilac Wars and various, you know, various other ones. There was, like, there was a, a, a bunch of launch titles that I would really would like to get and then games that came in afterwards, which I know I'd you know, want to get. With Nintendo Switch, it's kind of, eh, you know, it's like uh, play one game, play a second game, and then after that, you know, um, I want something that's going to make me want to kind of, like, you know, after I'm done with one game, I want to put in another and kind of keep going, if you know what I mean. So uh, yeah,
4: yeah um, hmm. it, it's a shame because I don't think we've had a console like that in a while in which like they would release like really good launch titles and then um you know, you have to wait like a year or two just so you can play decent games yeah I, mean, uh, we- I think that I think maybe the Xbox, the, the first time or maybe the Xbox 360 did that and maybe um, I think the Wii also did that. But yeah, I think that for the most part, I think if you want to get like great quality games, you're going to have to wait at least a year or two in order for them to be actually decent. Because right now, let's see, as far as I know for the Switch, there's ARMS, there's Splatoon 2, there's Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, mm. there's Breath of the Wild, Mario Odyssey is coming out uh, this Friday. Um, yeah. the let's see, the Jackbox Party Pack number four is already out on the Switch. Okay. So yeah, there's only a handful of games that you can pick up right now that would actually dedicate some time. Oh, and also, you know, for anybody who loves um, Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley is out as well.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what, December. You know, I think uh, I'm definitely going to try and make my Nintendo Switch for my Christmas present, if anything. So, uh, I think, Yeah, <laughs> thank you. Yep. Okay. Um, this is 15 darkest moments in Pixar films.
4: Yay! All right. Upward moments. Flip we like. to the test.
3: Okay, yeah. so uh, and this is what kind of makes Pixar a bit awesome, really. You know, the fact that they have these dark moments in them. So uh, let's start with the first one. So uh, Toy Story, Toy Torture. Uh, Pixar's first feature film in 1995 was a big-hearted uh, couple-up romp that uh, uh gone into a Spawn of Three sequels. Uh, in this scene, in the original, uh, Nasty Kid's Sid uh, uses a sadistic torture technique on his neighbor's co- cowboy toy, Ruddy, and in the same film, we see experiments uh, that he had on his own toys, which is pretty freaky, so I think we are. Oh,
2: look that. at his teeth. It's
3: like, they're greenish, uh, <laughs>
2: yeah. jelly
3: beanish, whatever. Mm. So... Uh, and then the uh, the second one is uh, Wall-E's post-apocalyptic loneliness. 2008 uh, Pixar film focused on lovable uh, robot Wall-E, who madly carries uh, on his uh, job of tidying up uh, the Earth after uh, humans left it uh, all left. Uh, the tragedy is uh, is twofold. First, the uh, little uh, critter is hopelessly alone and keeps himself company with romantic uh, old films. A uh, second, and uh, perhaps the uh, more serious, is the fact that humanity has totally destroyed the planet, uh, making uh, li- life on Earth near impossible. Instead, they live on a, a spaceship, uh, subsist on uh, screens and snacks. Uh, here, the uh, species have grown bloat-like and childlike, and is extremely disple- and depressingly plausible. The way this, uh, and it should be a cautionary tale. So uh, yeah, I think we've all mm-hmm. seen Wally, and uh, yeah, so uh, I-, I actually I, I like Wally. The fact that there's barely little dialogue in the film until like the very end, and uh, it's all told through actions. And uh,
4: yeah, they- in fact, a lot of people are really mixed with Wally. Some people love the movie, and then there's some people who only like the first half.
3: Yeah, Wally. Well yeah it is a game of two halves isn't it it's like you know i would say i prefer what comes in the first two acts you know to the you know compared to the third act the final act you know i'd rather uh, i'd rather watch like the beginning of it rather than watch the end you know, yeah, so most people
4: have said that already, uh, at this point. I think even Doug Walker, when he discussed about it in his Disney December videos, about how he prefers the first half where Wally is in is on Earth than when Wally goes up into the space station and he sees what humanity has become.
3: Yeah. And it's kind of the same for Up as well, because in Up, I mean, we're going to talk about Up in a minute, but uh, I mean, that's kind of the same way as well. And I think of other, games, other films that are uh, uh, good at the beginning but not so good at the end. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, No Capes in the Incredibles Uh, in 2004 super awesome superhero animation also we're going to be getting a sequel for that which I think they should have done in the freaking first place Uh, which uh, strongly is Mr. Incredible uh, quest for a cape by listing the ways cape have led to superhero deaths over the years not only do do we see all the deaths uh, the hurricane jet engine rocket engine and elevator shaft yeah that was a pretty brutal uh, (laughs) montage of uh, superheroes that got wiped off the face of the earth it's like you know some
2: some of them were uh, trapped into aeroplane propellers and like, oh geez like how could a superhero die over oh, okay, with such strength die over something like that oh yeah, look, he's like no capes <laughs> like <laughs> no it's more like uh,
4: no capes and not whatsoever. all right
3: yeah Um, Do you
4: remember what happened to this superhero? (laughs) The superhero got caught in a propeller. This superhero was uh, caught in an elevator. No case!
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Isn't that my decision? (laughs) Yeah, good thing it wasn't your decision. Were you
2: the one that made the capes, though?
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, no, I think... uh, Didn't she, like, come along, like, uh, like afterwards? I don't know, but... uh...
4: I don't no, know. no, no, she never came into the movie. The last time we saw her in the movie was when she told um, Elastigirl that uh, Mr. Incredible was off doing that mission, and she didn't know. So um, she actually made additional costumes for her and her kids, and that's the last time we saw her in the movie. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Okay, then. Um, number four, uh, talks, torture, and death in Cars 2. Um, the spy movie uh, followed up The uh, Friendship of Yarn and Cars. Uh, there's an American spy mo- character called uh, Rod Talk Redline In the opening scene of the film, where uh, we see the uh, smart talking talk being tortured by the evil Professor Z, who uh, used an uh, electromagnetic magnifier uh, to boil the unusable petrol, uh, Alanol, inside a uh, talk that uh, makes him explode. And uh, mind you, I think uh, the uh, the darkest moment, I think, in uh, that scene is probably the entire movie because it just sucks so hard. <laughs> I don't know uh, really out of commies. all
4: the Pixar movies, I have not seen the Cars trilogy, and I haven't seen Good Dinosaur either. So, yeah, yeah out of all of those, I I can't say anything about it.
3: Cars two is truly awful. I'll definitely tell you that, and uh, it even hurts even more because uh, you know, in the I've said this uh, many times on the show, you know, in the Muppets, you know, the the, the new Muppets, uh, not before Muppets Most Wanted, uh, they actually ha- in the in the ending scene where you see everybody applauding uh, the Muppets, even though they didn't make the turtle to save the. Thing, Theater, you know spoilers um they uh they actually show a uh a billboard with cars 2 advertised on it it's like you know oh, like, oh, that ruined God. that for Wait, me were they advertised i'm sorry what did they advertise cars 2 really yeah you know oh. you know? see it it's like yeah, no, so, I, yeah uh, I, they, I, I really wish they hadn't done that
2: well i mean like they were filmed in new york Year- like they were filmed in hollywood anyway weren't they
3: mm-hmm yeah Let's have a look um, okay then uh, number five uh, Ellie's deaf in up uh, up begins with a notoriously beautiful silent montage that tells the story of Carl's life uh, it's tragic too though after Carls marries uh, his uh, childhood sweetheart uh, Ellie he suffers a miscarriage uh, they are unable to have children and uh, she pre pre diseases him and uh, leaving him uh, th- thorny and alone in old age and so uh, yeah that's um, I mean that, that was definitely the, um, the the beginning of the movie that everyone likes and then after that uh, you know it's uh, kind of Kind of goes a bit downhill from there, I guess. Yeah, so. I mean, that's like a sad, like that's a sad movie.
2: That's the saddest P- P- Pixar movie that I've ever seen in my life. Here's an interesting
3: question: just... uh, Would anybody be interested in a Up prequel uh, starring uh, Ellie and Carl? Oh, I'd love that.
4: I would love to see it. Yeah, I would love
3: that. Like, I wonder how their
2: relation, like you know, they seem to have a happy relationship, and I want to see how they manage to, you know. Have a happy marriage and you know, and just mm-hmm. uh, move on with their lives, even after you know, after they found out they weren't on, una- they were unable to have children.
4: Yeah, it's like you know, yeah, it, they, they already w- had a prequel with mm-hmm. Monsters University, which that movie, in my opinion, shouldn't have existed. Yeah, but, I mean, you know, I would have loved to. I'd like to see an Up prequel. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, it's like I, I mean, really, I would really love to see that. I really would. Yeah. And so I'd pay we... twenty bucks for it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd pay twenty bucks. I know. Well, Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is a pretty sad one. The death of Inside Out's Bing Bong.
4: That uh, a, yeah. That
3: cut up a lot of people. Uh, this is the tale of emotions causing havoc inside Riley's mind. Uh, Joy and sadness find themselves accidentally trapped in a long-term memory. Uh, they uh, uh, Here they encounter a Riley's childhood imaginary friend, Bing Bong, who tries to guide them back to their headquarters, only for him to enjoy to uh, fall into a memory dump. Uh, their attempt to uh, use the rocket car to get out of the deletion zone fails repeatedly uh, until Bing Bong realizes that he can help Joy escape by sacrificing himself, uh, jumping off and as the car takes off, uh, disappearing tragically into oblivion and uh, with Riley is uh, useless memories as joy rides to safety. So uh, yeah, that was a pretty, pretty... Oh, no. and, and I'm really, I'll tell you what, it was actually pretty glad that they didn't like do like a, a, a out, you know, like uh, you know, like if they like uh, put, they restored Riley's memories and then all of a sudden Bing Bong came back. It's like, you know, that would have yeah, been, yeah. been
4: a cop out, but mm. I'm glad that they were able to take a risk like that. And I saw inside out in theaters and, I have to say that Inside Out was its probably like the best Pixar movie that I've seen in years. And, and well we'll see how Coco stacks up.
2: Yeah. Um, I was like you know I I forgive me for this. I I haven't
3: seen Inside Out either. Yeah, it's like, uh, you should see Inside
2: Out, actually. It's
4: really good. It really takes back into, you know, what Pixar used to do back then until, you know, they've reached their dark age of the 2010s. I
3: tell you what, I think uh, Inside Out probably has to be, dare I say, it probably has to be, you know, it's up there with Ratatouille and The Incredibles and uh, and some of the other best films that they did. Uh, I think it's up there with them. You know, if uh, if we're not going to pick, like, favorites or anything like that.
4: Hey, maybe that's a sure. top ten. I mean, you know. Maybe, 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 that's,
3: maybe that's the top five I could do, you know. Uh, maybe sometime, maybe do my top five Pixar films. And, uh, yeah, I mean,
4: I've been requested to do a Pixar podcast in the future.
3: Oh, cool. Hey, you know, hey, maybe we can work together on that, maybe. Yeah, that'd be fun, yeah. Hey, that'd be cool. Okay then um, number seven, uh, the, the window of dead rats in Ratatouille. I it was pretty dark to see, but I don't know. It's like when you already have the idea that uh, humans hate rats already, it's kinda, it, it kind of like dampens the uh, the moment when you actually see it. so it, it wasn't too so striking for me when that happened.
4: Yeah, me neither. I, I didn't really, uh, was crazy to, about it. I mean, when it came to emotion, um, dark emotion wasn't, like, up there with Ratatouille. If anything, there was, like, a really striking emotion, like, you know, with um, the scene in which the critic came by and tasted the Ratatouille and he uh, contemplated about whether he should give it a good grade or not. And, um, yeah, I mean, when it came to, like, you know, dark emotional uh, moments, Ratatouille is not exactly up there.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, number eight, uh, Bob thinks his family is dead in The Incredibles, and uh, when Mr. Incredible gets captured by the Incredibles, uh, his wife uh, follows in a jet, and his children sneak on board too. And uh, when the three of them arrive at Mr. Incredible's location, the evil Syndrome uh, sends missiles after them, which destroys the plane. Though luckily, the may make a daring escape. Uh, with that said, the audio that uh, Mr. Incredible hears in captivity makes him believe that his, uh, all they all died in the explosion, leading to him to a, stu- a state of furious grief. And like you saw, Mr. Incredible go extremely dark after that, which. Uh, i thought it was kind of good actually and uh, even though he kind of like was just grasping onto his grasping onto his principles uh yeah he I mean, almost yeah. killed
4: mirage too
3: yeah yeah mm-hmm. so that was uh that was pretty cool actually to kind of see and then when uh you know uh actually tell you, he nearly killed her again when she when she freed him and uh, he got his hands around his, around his throat round her throat like you know yeah, it's yeah. like i thought well yeah. she's when that happened, I was like, well she's dead <laughs> like you know Okay, um, number nine, uh, Monsters, Inc.'s near-death experience. Uh, in a similar scene above to Monsters, University, in- is Monsters Inc., uh, Sully believes the toddler that uh, he's looking after Boo has been crushed uh, in a trash compactor. Weirdly, it's played for laughs. Well, yeah, it was. Like, I wouldn't say it was necessarily dark.
4: No, yeah. I thought it was actually pretty funny because yeah. we actually saw Boo coming out of there and then she meets up with the monster preschool kids. And yeah, I mean, it was I mean, if if they never showed that, then it would be really dark. But yeah. no, we actually saw in advance that Boo was already safe. So I actually thought it was pretty funny.
3: Yeah. And also so, yeah, John Goodman gave an a really, really good performance as a voice actor in this. Oh yeah,
4: I I, if you ever listen to the animated Anarchy podcast, they would talk about how John Goodman was in pretty much almost every single animated movie in the two thousands. Like he was in Monsters Inc. and Jungle Jungle Book Book two. He was in the B movie. He was in Emperor's New Groove. So he was in a lot of animated movies. Yeah,
3: out of all of them, I think Monsters Inc. stands out because you know he was directed. He gave a million percent. He directed really well, and uh, you know you you know you could hear him like you know you know when when he gets the cube of garbage, you just hear like moping and like you know just says uh, you know uh, uh tearing up and stuff like that and you could hear the emotion in his voice and it made it feel like you know yeah it was like it was hilarious you know when, when you find out that you know it you didn't know, happen but that... he, he even when <sighs> he knew it was like part of the joke he still was the character to to that and like you know it was uh, it was so brilliant watching him just uh, go through the motions
1: yeah, yeah. Like, this, yeah this...
4: definitely. I mean, out of all the Disney characters he played as, de- uh, Sully definitely stands out. Definitely a lot more than, um, you know, Pacha from Emperor's New Groove or even his portrayal as Baloo in the Jungle Book, too.
3: Well, I'll tell you what, he was a hell of a lot better than he was in the Flintstones movie. Oh, <laughs> God, no! <laughs> no! Don't even go there. That was...
2: You know what? I, I, I'm not like... It's just... <laughs> I don't know why that movie was successful in the first place.
3: Yeah, I uh, it was just it was so, it was oh it was all to do with merchandising. Like I remember having like you know the collector cards for the Flintstones movie, and uh, I remember you know what like
4: I had from that movie. You're you're gonna you're gonna laugh when when you hear this. I had the Tiger Electronics video game. Oh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that must have been horrendous.
4: Oh yeah, absolutely. And this was before I had a Game Boy, so that was. I mean, Tiger Electronics. Games were like the only thing I could play with until I bought a Game Boy. Yeah, we're, so we're all I, like I, that. I really actually connected with that Angry Video Game Nerd episode where he was talking about that Yeah, did,
3: did you ever have, I mean my parents were kind of worried to get me a Game Boy because uh, they were kind of worried about the games that were on it but they were alright for me to have a Tiger handheld, I remember that from like a year ago, it's like I don't know if it was yeah. because it, it was so expensive to own one at the time but exactly, uh...
4: yeah it was really expensive to own, own, own a Game Boy and then you had to buy the separate games and all that stuff yeah, yeah the Angry Video Game Nerd gives a good exp- um, a, a description on why the, ga- the Tiger Electronic games sold really well back then anyway uh what's the next um moment
3: uh jesse's song in toy story 2 uh that's number 10 yes, uh, that...
4: i, I agree with this one yeah I, I do like, it very do... emotional song
3: yeah and like other, uh, and uh it was uh, one of the ways randy newman actually wrote the song and uh you know he's like he did some really throwaway songs in james and the giant peach but and, you know like in pixar films he seems to get it right you know, it's like uh, it's, a,
4: it's a. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, for a lot of people, they say that Randy Newman. You know, some of his songs are a mixed bag. Some mm. of them are forgettable, and some of them are like really, really good. And his songs in Toy Story are really, really good.
3: Yeah, I mean, you got a friend in me. Everyone sings that song. So I exactly. Have... Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. But it's just in this one, definitely, he nailed it. It's like you know, and even yeah. even yeah, there's even like uh, his demo out there of uh, singing. Uh, you know, uh, when you loved me, and uh, even when he's singing it, he even sounds emotional.
4: It's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: it's it's, it's really. He's like you know it's uh yeah, um number eleven. Uh, Buzz discovering he's actually a toy. Uh, yeah, this one does hit home uh quite a bit. You know Like you know when you like you've believed in something for your, your whole life and then all of a sudden you realize it's not that. And everyone can relate to that. It's like you oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like and it's sad. it's also pretty sad. He all, he basically loses an
2: arm, mm. and then. Yeah, he tries to
4: fly, thinking that you know he tries to prove everybody wrong who told him that you know he's a toy that he can't fly, and then he tries flying to the window, and then he falls down, and his arm falls off. It's it's just really sad, and of course you know Randy Newman really delivers on that song.
2: Mm -hmm. You know what? I remember getting a Nimbus two thousand for Christmas when I was like eight years old, hoping that I would just fly on it, and then I got it for Christmas. I jump over, and I said, "This thing doesn't fly." You know, I just (laughs) thought. Oh boy, I was yeah. just a kid back then.
3: Just okay, number twelve: uh, the death of Nemo's mother and uh, many siblings in uh, Finding Nemo.
2: Yeah, I, I when I was a kid, when I first watched it, or like when I was a kid watching it many times, I just wanted to believe that the mother just took all the, somehow just took all the eggs and just left. I don't.
3: Yeah, I don't know. A, I don't I, that's, that's what that I happened. wanted
2: to believe, but I just I knew deep down. Oh imagine yeah.
3: imagine if that's uh right. um, imagine if that's the next uh uh movie after finding Nemo and finding Dory and uh like uh whatchamacallit um um he discovers this entire time that they actually did all make it out alive. Oh what?
4: man. That, that would be crazy. I mean, that there's so many questions to be asked. It's like oh, yeah. where have you been? Mm. Why have you gone away from me? It's uh, yeah. I so many questions to be asked.
3: And that's a movie <laughs> yeah. Okay then, uh, number thirteen. Uh, a bug's slice final meal. Uh, oh yeah, this one was. Uh, I think this one's more brutal than it was done. Oh, <laughs> you remember they uh, they uh, that bird took Hopper and fed him to his fed him to his to its to young. If oh you yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that was, was uh, that was epic. Yeah, that death was pretty. Uh, like Hopper thought,
2: oh, is it one of your tricks? It's those little girls in there, huh? Like, mm-hmm. and then the birds make some noise, and he's like, oh gosh, this is real. And
3: finds out he's actually karma's getting back at him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> like you know, it's, uh, he thinks he's a he's a fake bird, and all of a sudden he brought something. It's kind of like. You! <laughs> okay. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, number fourteen, uh, monster zinc scream extractor. Um, yeah, that oh. was a that was a pretty s- scary thing. You, you remember they used it on uh, um, Randall's assistant, and then you can see what it does to him. And so he's like, you know, you can imagine. It kind of gives you an idea of what happened if that was put on Boo. Like, oh you know, like, man, oh. That
2: those... Been... Oh. those uh sickos—they're like uh, they're they're like sadistic freaks or something.
3: Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's pretty insane. And then yeah. finally, number fifteen: uh, Toy Story 3's incinerator.
4: Oh my god! I know so many people who cried in the movies when they saw that. I was there when I watched it, and. I was looking around me and everybody was like grasping onto whatever person they were with. And they were just like really sad and emotional. And it was just, it's probably one of my favorite movie experiences.
3: Yeah.
2: Makes me feel hot just thinking about it. Imagine if, they,
3: uh, imagine if they do that in the Jungle movie. Like, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know, like, oh. I don't know. The, the, the La zone's about to explode or something like that, and it's about to kill everybody in San Lorenzo, and, like, all they can you're do is kind of,
2: questions like, in my head all over again. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, you're putting all those questions in my head. I am not going to risk getting up late or staying up late for this.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, La Sombra <laughs> is trapped in a cave, and he wants yes. to... Die. Corazón. Arnold about- is thinking about what should he do? Should he escape with his friends and family or should he go back to La Sombra and grab La Corazón? And and to- well, I, th- I was thinking
3: more leg leg like you know uh, to- uh, <laughs> what, what? I was thinking more like you know where La Sombra has done something with La Corazón and like uh, there's uh, nothing they can do about it now and all they can do is kind of watch and watch it yeah, like you know like, I don't know like I, I just blow up and uh, then something <laughs> happens to save them I don't know it's just it's uh, yeah I think, uh, <laughs> yeah I'd like to say. I mean, the, I mean, the, I don't think that's going to happen in the jungle movie. Just to let everyone know, like uh, you know, and also up with that. Craig, you know, all the stuff I talk about in the jungle movie, I have to say this time and time again. Craig Barlett hasn't told me anything, so I don't know what happens in the movie yet. So uh, you, you know, know I, I, November twenty fourth, know seven o'clock.
2: Forgive me, forgive me for saying this, but I think someone is going to die in that movie. Yeah. No I, I
3: seriously <laughs> think someone's going to die. If, if anybody, if if, if it's, um, I think it's. going to I don't be... think it's
2: any of the main characters. It's no. just someone that's. Stupid. I don't know.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I just think uh, I don't think you any will of the kids. Definitely
4: well, wait and see. None of the kids I, are
3: going to die. I definitely, will will know that. My none of the kids are going to die. I'll definitely tell you that. And I none think of the kids. Uh, I know that none of the yeah. kids. Uh... There was a, Imagine if they did like a Raiders of the Lost Ark thing, where it's like you know, like uh, a the and like his uh, forever pirates get the Lakora Zone and like uh, they, uh, they you know they. Oh, is it? Is it? Is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? And like you know, they they open the thing up and like they all just get like you know sucked into it or something like that. You know, it's like you know they all die from from that. Yeah, you know, it's like mm. a, that'd be that'd be pretty insane, and mm. pretty, pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, reference as well because uh, you know Mel Molina who plays Los Ambras uh, in the Raiders of the Lost Ark in the, one of the Indiana Jones films. So yeah, pretty yeah, good reference go. that did that. Yeah, there you go. And I think that's a show. So uh, yeah, we've uh, gone over our hour again. So. Uh, Right. that's uh cool so uh anyway uh, thank you very much uh, for uh, checking us out if you want to find us on the uh, facebook it's facebook.com forward slash Meta show uh, twitter.com forward slash Meta show uh tumblr and also youtube.com forward slash Meta show itunes player fm stitcher p- p- tune in and uh, also there's various uh, podcast places that you can find us as well and also uh, check out uh we're in between which is uh um patricia uh, ashley and uh, casey's bag at the moment because uh, they're going through some pretty entertaining uh as told by ginger episodes at the moment so uh, if you uh, want to check them out there then definitely do so and uh yeah i think uh, that's um, that's about it so patricia thanks very much for being on the show thank you for having me uh josh thanks very much for being on the show thank you for having me and thank you all for tuning, tuning us in for us here uh thank you very much for checking out the show take care and bye-bye for now